Today's show, we will be discussing stealing Africa. Let's get it. Elizabeth Alexandra Mary, also known as the Queen. She was the Queen of the United Kingdom and other territories from February 6, 1952 until September 8, 2022. She had reigned for over 60 years without, without paying a dime, a dime in reparations. Now I know Queen Elizabeth wasn't reigning when the colonization happened, but she was a benefactor and never once apologized or made any attempt to repair 
the harm that was done. It's a lot we can pile on the queen. And I choose to focus more on the parading around with the stolen jewels, as well as other artifacts stolen during the colonization. November 1906, 170 British soldiers went out on what they called a punitive expedition in a town called Chabak, which is northern Nigeria. Now, this little town fought one of the greatest resistance to British colonization, so great even that the British described them as savages. <laughs> They probably would have called it that without the fighting, right? <laughs> anyway, today, it is modern-day Nigeria. But then, they had gave the British all the smoke it could handle. Well, it took about three months. <laughs> and afterwards, they discovered their natural water source and pretty much starved them out. That's what they did. And the arrows and the spears that the Chabak used were collected and sent to London, where they are held in storage to this day. As a result of the violent plunder and pillaging over centuries, Europe, more than any other region in the world, including, including Africa, holds the largest collection of ancient African artifacts. The United States barely reaches 50,000, yet Belgium's Royal Museum for Central Africa alone has 180,000 objects. Germany has 75,000, France has 70,000, and the British Museum has 73,000. In the Netherlands, 66,000. In 1897, British forces overran and destroyed much of Benign City, the Kingdom of Benign, and looted sculptures made back in the 16th century and on. Matter of fact, some of these sculptures were, were seen as among Africa's most culturally significant. The British Museum still boasts benign bronzes among its collection in London, where others made their way to collections throughout the world. A Nigerian man named, I'm going to try to pronounce this correct. I hope it's, I hope it's correct. <laughs> a Nigerian man Chidi Mbumbani has recently launched a project called Ludi. <laughs> it's serious. That's what it's called. Research. It's called Ludi. That's the name. <laughs> so, Ludi is a project. It's a project to reclaim African artifacts stolen by European colonists by creating 3D images. And what they're doing is they're taking those 3D images and selling them as MFT, NFT. And they're taking and using the proceeds to fund young African artists. 
Now, just to kind of show you how sick these people were, they have thousands. You hear me? Thousands of African skulls. And it's kind of a reminder of the scientific racism and the creation of human zoos, which sadly took place as recently as 1958. When living people from the Congo, living people from the Congo, you hear me? They were put on a display. You know, it was kind of like a World Fair event. They were put on display, human zoos. <clears throat> to mourn or not to mourn. The thousands of artifacts are not accompanied with their original history. You did? These items are hand-selected and organized and given tags or identifications by Europeans. You see, the power to select, name, and decide the meaning of these items it makes Europeans the authors of African history. To mourn or not to mourn. And let us not forget De Beers group. Now, many of you are married or have girlfriends or, you know, you just uh, like to buy the women, the, you know, the finer things in life. You've heard of De Beers. You probably got a De Beers dime. Now, with headquarters in London and revenue of $6.8 and for those of us who are old enough to remember, y'all remember the movie Blood Diamond? Hmm? If you haven't seen it, check it out. It's, that kind of is what De Beers had its hand in. Okay? Now, De Beers was founded in 1888 by a British businessman named Cecil Rhodes. And it was financed by South African Alfred Bett and London-based Rothschild and Sons Bank. Now, for my faithful followers, that name Rothschild, it should ring a bell. Feel me? But these blood diamonds were diamonds mined in war zones to finance conflicts in the profit the warlords and diamond companies around the world. And to refresh your memory once again, on the largest, most expensive diamond in the world, the Cullinan diamond, it was owned, it was owned by, yep, the queen. Now that diamond, it came from a South African mine in January 1905. It was so large and so beautiful. They gave it a title, the Star of Africa. It was the largest and most expensive diamond in the world. And she was rocking that stolen gem in her damn crown. To mourn or not to mourn. Honestly, 
I could go on and on about the looting and robbing of Africa for years. It's just too much to cover in a podcast. But I wanted to touch on folks really coming at Foundation of Black Americans for our hesitance to mourn. Now, I explain my position on not celebrating a death, but do I care? Mm, not one damn bit. See, to me, with the colonization and the refusal to return artifacts or even give reparations, leads me to believe she was just a Karen with a stolen crown. I thank you for tuning in.